Welcome to Bluegrass Stories with Katie Daly and me. I'm Howard Parker. As longtime members of IBMA, the International Bluegrass Music Association, Katie and I always look forward to the annual World of Bluegrass Business Conference and award show. This year, the IBMA board, staff, and industry partners are facing additional challenges. In the first of an IBMA podcast series, Katie Daly talks with IBMA Executive Director Paul Schiminger about timely new resources available to the professional membership and the awards process, which recently kicked off. Here's Katie and Paul. Well, Paul, we are uh, getting into a very busy season. Uh, not that you haven't been busy at IBMA. We're recording this on April 16th, and the pandemic is still out there and wreaking havoc on the music industry with venues closed and jobs being canceled for musicians all over the world. Uh, and I know that IBMA has been working hard on what they can. Can you give us any update on what people should check into, uh, you know, sure, websites Katie. or anything? Yeah, no, I really appreciate you uh, having me on here. Uh, yes, on our website uh, at ibma.org, we have a community resources page that we continue to update as we go along that has a lot of resources available to people. It answers a lot of questions. There are links to sites, uh, both informational as well as for those who are trying to seek assistance. And that assistance could be financial. It could be health-related. We know in in this time of particular stress, uh, people might need some mental health uh, assistance. And there are some resources out there for that as well. So we're, we're, we're trying to really dial into um, to what is out there in the community. Since we're, we can't recreate as an association all of the information, all of the knowledge, we're just trying to tap into those that exist and put it in a, a format that is you know easily digestible, that you can look through it, find what is pertinent to what you're looking for, et cetera. We're also mm-hmm. trying to help with a calendar on that site that uh, that provides streaming shows where artists are trying to uh, make some additional money through uh, generous donations, you know, when when artists are playing, etc. So we're updating that calendar on on a regular basis. And aside from IBMA.org, certainly MusicCovidRelief.com is an important site, and and the Music Cares site is uh, is wonderful. The Recording Academy has done some amazing things through Music Cares and in, in helping many people in the music industry. Okay. Well, uh, and so what about uh, IBMA World of Bluegrass as it stands right now, uh, April 16th? What is the forecast for World of Bluegrass? Yeah, and, and the the forecasting machine is like that. Remember that mysterious eight ball that you would turn over, and it would uh, it it would give you some message. You know, the message the the answer is not clear. I think was one of those or something. And, right. Uh, we certainly are monitoring things closely because the situation is is challenging for everyone. Uh, we know that health is pr- of primary concern. We delayed our ticket sales from early April until likely early to mid-June 
just so we could monitor what's going on. Hopefully, the um, the economy will begin to open up. That things can there will be a, a I'll call it a structure for um, for a healthy uh, reignition of the economy and socializing. We know it's not going to open up all at once. So we're again trying to monitor that and and plan accordingly for World of Bluegrass at the end of September while also looking at potential alternatives uh, should they become necessary. Uh, you know, we're we're realists and optimists all at the same time. Right. Uh, and so for people to have updates on that, they should check at ibma.org. That's right, and, and we're not giving daily updates uh, per se, but we do some uh, work with our social media on this, although a lot of our social media and, and communications has been around the assistance uh, and information for our community in this during this pandemic. Uh, we do periodically provide some updates um, on, on our plans, and certainly we have the award season now, and th that's going to continue no matter what, and, and so you, you're going to see a lot of information about that as well. All right, the award season. So the, uh, there are several different kinds of awards uh, through IBMA. One is the Bluegrass Music Awards, uh, and the first ballot of three, first of three ballots, uh, went out a couple days ago uh, to uh, members in good standing. And I always think that's one of the most challenging ballots because it's blank. And you you have to fill in uh, who your favorites are, who you think is worthy, and then uh, explain those uh, explain those ballots to us, please. Yeah, that's that's exactly right, Katie. It is a write-in ballot. It is a blank sheet of paper, essentially, for each of the categories where a professional members are asked to fill in candidates that they believe uh, deserve to be moved to the to the next round of balloting and uh, it can be challenging when you're thinking about albums and songs whether it's song of the year or album of the year or gospel recording of the year or collaborative performance of the year instrumental performance of the year it recalling those can be difficult. We, we can usually make our way pretty easily through the candidates we believe should be uh, entertainer of the year, vocal group of the year, and, and the instrumentalists, etc. But it's those the projects, the material that uh, is a bit more difficult to, to know what falls in eligibility periods, um, et cetera. So we, we provide also a what we now call four-year consideration list. It's been called the reference list in the past. And sometimes it gets a, a little bit confusing for people. They think that that is the eligibility list, that everything has to come off of that list, and that's not that's not the case. It, it literally is a, a whiteboard where, you know, a digital whiteboard where everyone in the community could post in there, submit into the, into the form uh, different songs or albums that they would like the community to consider when filling out their ballot. It is not, um, it, it is not a complete list of eligible uh, projects. It is simply there as a reference tool for, for our voters. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's, it, it is a challenging ballot, no doubt. And this was for any recording released or seeing significant art uh, chart action between April 1st, 2019 and March 31st, 2020. They're the ones that are eligible. 
That is correct for all of the songs, uh, whether that's Song of the Year uh, and the other recordings of the year. Uh, album of the Year uh, needs to be released during that period to be eligible for um, for this year's awards. Okay, so then if if a candidate gets 20 votes, they move to the second round. Uh, that is the way it used to be. We changed it last year so that the top 20 vote getters in each of the categories moves on to round two. It used to be anyone receiving 20 or more votes, and it made for a very long ballot for round two. And <laughs> we 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 felt that the voters would appreciate having something that was a little bit more manageable uh, once you got to round two. And so the decision last year was to switch to those receiving the twenty the those twenty receiving the most votes in round one would then move on to round two in the balloting. So you should see twenty uh, candidates in round two for each of those categories. Okay, and at that point, if you make the second ballot, you are a candidate, not a nominee. That is correct. And the nominees, we officially call nominees those in the final ballot. The final five, usually it's five in the final ballot coming out of round two. Could be more than five if there are ties for that last slot, but, but generally speaking, it's five per category, and we call those the nominees. Okay, so uh, I understand, and if I had read it more carefully, I would know it better. Uh, there's a handbook out, and uh, people sh are encouraged to go and read it, and they've got plenty of time now. Go and read it and know it backwards and forwards, because it's a handbook for what is the requirements for the music awards, and then there's uh, what's required for the industry awards, and the Momentum Awards, and then finally, what are the requirements for the Distinguished Achievement and the Hall of Fame? That's right. That's right. It's been an important, uh, we'll call it, uh, improvement that we've made. In the past, we've had some criteria and eligibility uh, language documents scattered throughout, and it was a bit difficult for our members to figure out in one place what the eligibility criteria and process was for each of the awards because we have very different processes for each of these awards and um, so we wanted to pull together one document where everything is there all together and we wanted to look at the existing language and try to update that to what might be more uh, relevant today um, because we, we know everything changes, you know, broadcasting, you know, changes, uh, media changes, it's not just print, now it's more digital and et cetera. So we wanted to go back and look at all of those, uh, those uh, categories. And so the IBMA board uh, brought together a task force to review all of that last year, and that was for the Music Awards, Industry Awards, and Momentum Awards. And then they reconvened uh, the task force this year to look at Distinguished Achievement Award and Hall of Fame. And so now they've made, made it through the entire process and have one document that captures all of that information. Mm -hmm. All right, so the Industry Awards are a little bit different in that uh, the entire membership does not vote on the industry awards. It's a, there are committees that uh, take the submissions and, uh, and they rank them you know, one through five and, 
and the top five are in there for judging. I guess is that is that the way yeah, it works? That that's exactly right, Katie. The 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 first step is we open up a window uh, in, on May first. We'll open up for this year where the community can nominate individuals in the various categories for industry awards. And those nominations are accumulated and presented to those committees you were talking about that are nominating committees. They review the candidates that have been submitted for consideration um, by members, and uh, and then those committees deliberate, you know, review all the material, deliberate, and decide on five nominees for each of those categories. And and the reason it's done that way is some of these become very specific um, where having some industry knowledge in a particular area can be valuable in determining those nominees uh, to go on to the ballot. And Mm -hmm. once those committees are finished and those five nominees are created for each of the categories, then there is a ballot created that goes to the IBMA's panel of electors that is a a body of at least 200 uh, highly experienced, knowledgeable uh, people that have been selected by the IBMA Board of Directors to vote on industry awards and also on Hall of Fame uh, elections. All right, so they're in the industry awards, the graphic designer of the year, and that's uh, not just album covers, but it includes uh, posters and what else, T-shirts, anything with a graphic design. Web designs, absolutely. Oh. It's it's all of those, and that's one of those one of the improvements we made uh, last year. Because in in prior years, it was really um, just f- mostly for album uh, design, and we know that the industry now is has moved much beyond that. So we expanded that definition as you're as you're talking about. Yes. All right. So the graphic design liner notes of the year. Broadcaster of the Year, which has been open to include podcasts, Writer of the Year, Songwriter of the Year, Sound Engineer of the Year, and that would be uh, studio and uh, event engineers are encouraged. Okay, and then Event of the Year. Yes, and it's Event or Venue of the Year. Certain Mm -hmm. venues can have a series of concerts uh, rather than just one concert or one, you know, a festival may be nominated as an example, or a venue that holds a series of shows throughout the year can also be nominated. Mm-hmm. And this is really important for everyone to understand. You, you can nominate, the listener to this podcast, can nominate in any of those categories. You can send in a nomination. Or, even more importantly, you can self-nominate. For many of these categories, you hold what's uh, the portfolio. It wouldn't be available for anyone else to send in, particularly for, let's say, broadcaster. You have to send in a a telescoped uh, um, sample of your work, and that wouldn't, you know, most people don't have that, and you are the one that would have to, you know, fix that up and send it in. So, uh, it's really fine for you to self-nominate yourself for one of these awards. Thank you for bringing that up. It is a very important point, Katie. Um, as you said, you know best if you want to self-nominate. You know best what your accomplishments have been over the course of the year. You can, if you're a songwriter, 
you know what songs have charted, uh, what your accomplishments are. If you're, as you say, a broadcaster, you have an air check that you can submit. Um, if you're a sound engineer, you know what you've worked on, whether they're projects or live performances, to provide that resume. And we know some people are they're, they're a bit humble and they don't want to um, seem boastful and, and, and self-nominate, but really this is the time to celebrate achievement throughout the industry. And if you've achieved great things, then let's you know, nominate yourself, put that resume down, and then the committee will make a decision on whether you move forward to the, to the next round, and then the panel of electors makes its final selection. I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. Right. And, and the thing is, and no one will know that you self-nominated yourself, uh, and when it goes into that committee, they select, uh, and it goes on to the panel of collectors, selectors who uh, choose the winner. So if you get in the top five, that's a great thing, and, but nobody will know if you don't make it. So don't be embarrassed if you, if you don't make it or, or whatever. Just get in, get in the game and try. Great point. You can't win if you don't play. Great point. Say, it's a lottery. And, and, and I always say to people, don't assume the other person's going to nominate somebody that you think is worthy of consideration, whether that's self-nomination or nominating someone else. Um, you know, we've seen it a couple, you know, a couple times where everybody assumed that there might be a nominee in 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 a category and and then the person or the, the project may not be nominated. So, you know, let's get involved, you know, vote in those that you can vote in, nominate in those uh, instances where you can nominate uh, so we can get the very best um, you know, projects, people, um, you know, put forward in front of, our, uh, in front of the voters. Right. Now, the nominations uh, for the... Um Momentum Awards and the Distinguished Achievement, and I think open May 1st. I think that also goes for Industry Awards, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, all and, three of those, and, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, and you can go to ibma.org and look under Awards, and it will have uh, everything there about it, including the handbook that you can read and read what the requirements are, and then you can nominate online, which is great. You don't have to write a letter or any of that kind of stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yes, it'll be on ibma.org that we will be sending out um, emails to members, uh, letting everyone know that it's opened up. Well, there'll be social media posts as well, so be on the lookout. All right. So then there are the Momentum Awards. Could you tell us exactly what they are and who's involved in that? Sure. Momentum Awards were created to really recognize the rising stars, those professionals in the earlier years of their careers who are already making a big impact. So they're not the they're not the ones that have just hit the scene, but those who have been been on the scene for a bit but still in that early stage that are are, are really uh, you know opening up some ears and and uh, people are paying attention and they're accomplishing some great things. And so they may not 
always make it yet into the music awards or industry awards, but we want to make sure that people are aware of the great things going on by by these professionals in their earlier stages. And that and that could be a band, it could be an instrumentalist, a vocalist, it could be an indus- someone in industry involvement. So that you know, if there's a young broadcaster, as an example, or or writer, um, those people would be perfect for that. And then we also recognize uh, the a mentor of the year who helps those who are in the earlier stages. We think that's important to recognize the mentors who do so much to to move the, the music along and, and, and help those in our industry. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so and those are all started the nominations May 1st. That's right, May 1st. Yes, we'll open and, up the... At IBMA.org, go to awards, click on Momentum Awards and, and read all about that there. And um, then we have the Distinguished Achievement Awards, and that is um, uh, uh, music, media, business, and general. Am I missing one? No, that's it. And, and the general category can have two. So there could be four or five uh, the, uh, those recognized through the Distinguished Achievement Awards. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right, and, and, and that it really is—it's the earliest—it's the earliest honor that the IBMA created for those in the industry. It, it it was before the Hall of Honor, now called the Hall of Fame, was created, and uh, and it 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 is a bit broader than those who can be eligible for the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame is for individuals only. It can be bands, but bands are made up of individuals, whereas Distinguished Achievement Award can be uh, for entities, companies, um, groups of people, um, events uh, can be nominated for Distinguished Achievement Award, and it's it's really a nice way to recognize those who have done great things, but who, who may not be eligible uh, for the Hall of Fame um, consideration. All right. The Bluegrass, the IBMA Bluegrass Music Hall of Fame, tell us where that really is physically. Is that at the museum? Yes. The Hall of Fame uh, exists at the Bluegrass Music Hall of Fame and Museum in Owensboro, Kentucky. And if you haven't gone yet, you need to go because it's a beautiful facility. Um, And there is a a wonderful room on the second floor that displays all of the the plaques, the Hall of Fame plaques for those who have been inducted into the Hall of Fame uh, since 1991. And, uh, yeah. All right. So what is the process for the IBMA Bluegrass Music Hall of Fame? How does someone nominate for that? Is that... Is that something the committee comes up with the nominees, or can you send in a recommendation? How does that work? Yes, we we always take recommendations. I receive letters uh, for consideration of of individuals or, or bands to um, to be considered for that nomination. Yeah, so then the nomination process is conducted by 10 people who are board appointed uh, for the Hall of Fame nomination committee. Uh, They are highly experienced, uh, knowledgeable people who know their history. And they are tasked with creating uh, ballots for the Hall of Fame. And there are two categories every year. One is always the open category, which can be artists who have performed in the recent past. It could be early 
contribution uh, artists. It could be non-performers. So that open category means anyone can be eligible for that. And then there's also a rotating category uh, that is either early, early contributor in the music or non-performer. Uh, this year it's non-performer. And it, that category, the non-performer category, will have ultimately one person inducted. The open category will have two people inducted. So this nominating committee goes through and selects 15 people that, uh, that are nominated for the Hall of Fame ballot for the open category and 10 people for this year for the non-performer category. That, those ballots then are created for that panel of electors that we talked about earlier to vote on to get it down to uh, five people for the, the second round for the open category and three people for the non-performer category. Then the last mm -hmm. vote selects the, uh, the inductees. Wow. So your ballot is really important, folks, if you, or your nomination. Uh, for the Industry or Momentum Awards, don't say, oh, it doesn't matter, I'm just one person. Your vote could really make the difference uh, in any of these categories. So if you receive the email, you're a member in good standing, uh, be sure to fill in and, and send your vote back. Let me ask you, what if I had let my membership lapse on the first round of the Music Awards? Can I pay my dues quickly and get in on the second round? Yes, yes. Sometimes we get people coming to us, hey, can I pay now and, and get on the first round after the ballot is out? And, and the answer is obviously no, we can't do it for the first, for that ballot. But you're right. If you um, renew your, your, your membership by paying dues, you then can become eligible for the next ballot or the next two ballots that come out. Yes. Okay. And then all of this is announced uh, with Kyle Cantrell at SiriusXM. Uh, is that in August or in July? Yeah, we oh, and July. we do it, it's we do the Music Awards, Distinguished Achievement Awards, and Hall of Fame inductee announcements in July. It's it's mid to late July on a Wednesday, and then uh, a couple weeks later, um, I'll go back in the studio with Kyle and we'll announce the industry and momentum nominees um, in a separate uh, broadcast. Wow! Great. Well, is there anything else you want people to know about uh, the balloting? Or and we can't stress enough your participation, and we can't stress enough reading the new handbooks. All think, that information will help you. I think you, your points have been well taken all along here, Katie. You know, you're right. Reading the handbook is is vital to understanding the process. Then also understanding that each person's vote is meaningful. Um, we have seen uh, rising stars move from being non momentum award winners to becoming music uh, award winners such as Molly Tuttle or Billy Strings. Uh, people like that make their way onto the onto the ballot. The Poe Ramlin boys, same thing. So it, 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 that only happens because everyone's voting and those who understand uh, the the artists and the material that's been you know all all year long for the for the material for the artists who have been around for a long time but have made a huge impact for this particular year whether they are um, you know younger artists established artists um, and 
it, it really takes the entire community to vote so that we can get the very best uh, to, to rise to the top. Those who have made the biggest imprint for this year, and I say that because I don't want to – the one thing I don't like is when we – when I. I even mentioned it earlier by saying the best, and I only mean the best for that year. We can't, we can't select the best banjo player, the best fiddle player, the best vocal band. It, it, it is very subjective. But we can look at the body of work over that previous year, the eligibility period, and really know who has made the biggest impact, whether it's through recording, um, performance, uh, mentoring, whatever it may be, um, that and this community knows better than anyone who, who's who's making that impact. And so, I really encourage everyone to vote. It's it it is important. And also, we encourage you to nominate either yourself or someone you think that is really worthy of getting one of the industry awards. So don't be shy. Don't hang back uh, because. After they're all announced, it's too late. And it's no fair complaining if you didn't uh, participate. We don't want to hear about it if you didn't participate. Well, Paul, um, uh, Howard Parker and I are very proud to be members of IBMA. And so we would like to make an offer with you that every couple of maybe weeks or so, or when there's news about uh, IBMA voting or IBMA um, world of bluegrass, we'd like to check in with you and we'll present it as a standalone uh, IBMA report for this coming year if, if you're amenable to that. Oh my gosh, yeah. I, I deeply appreciate it. I appreciate your your long-standing membership, your, you know, the involvement that you and Howard have had as as members, and that really is important. It's not just about paying the dues and calling yourself current. It's then getting involved, and and you both do that. You 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 you're the ones that help make it an association, and we really appreciate that. And so many else, so many others out there that do the same. And inviting me on the hair uh, to to talk about what we're doing as an association is is really kind of you, and and deeply appreciated. Well, we're glad to do it. And uh, so until the next time that we can be on the phone together, I say uh, keep your social distance and uh, stay safe. Yeah, as we, and as we say, uh, yeah, st stay home, stay safe, and stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> we may lift that from you if you don't mind. Don't mind at all, Katie. <laughs> and that was Katie talking with Paul Schiminger. Executive Director of the International Bluegrass Music Association. For everything IBMA related that you've heard about at this podcast, please go to their website, ibma.org. Bluegrass Stories is hosted on SoundCloud.com and can be streamed on SoundCloud, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and katydaily.com. As always, thanks for listening to Bluegrass Stories. Thank you.